world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Hi, from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. I'm livid. You are? I'm livid. I'm livid. I'm going to go over a bunch of stuff. Everybody bear with me, but I'm livid. So an anonymous source, a state union employee, sends us proof that there is three tiers, which I've been talking about for 10 years now. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. true. That's true. The governor has promised the unions that there will be no layoffs of state workers. He is meeting with some of the unions to discuss the possibility of doing furloughs of some state employees one to three days a week and only if they earn less than $75,000 a year. If they only furlough a few days a week, someone who earns less than $75,000 a year would collect unemployment and the $600 COVID-19 federal bonus, okay, which means most of these workers would actually take home more than they do on a regular weekly basis. So you're not going to furlough the white-collar executive jobs. You're going to furlough the people who likely voted for Trump. Is that sort of what you're saying? Correct. So listen to this. Since they work two or more days a week, their pension and health care payments are still made. (laughs) Okay? And they will take home at least the same or more than they always did. So they don't suffer. We suffer. Correct. Also, this is the best part. Ready, my third tier people? The employees, the state employees, would automatically be pre-entered into the unemployment database so they do not have to deal with the server problems (laughs) that everyone else has been dealing with. That's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. That's wonderful. Why don't we all go work for the state? I said this a few weeks ago. In a rant and on the radio, I said, if the government workers had to go on unemployment, they would go on automatically, Sandy. It's, yeah, it's right. pro- I'm a prophet, all right? It's yeah. pro- I'm telling you, I knew it was going to happen. So there's like 200,000 employees at first wave. They're going to get automatically entered in. There's still 125,000 people who haven't gotten into the server, who haven't gotten satisfied, who haven't gotten a dime. Our governor, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Murphy the turd as opposed to George the third this is what they do backroom deals so everybody out there who voted for him all of you people that voted for him this is what you get okay we're in the back of the line all the time right right all back the of the line all the time still no plan Every day he talks about in a couple of days we're going to be talking about the next stage. In a couple of days we're going to be talking about the next stage. We're approaching 12 weeks now. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's 12 weeks. I said this before. He's in a car doing 100 miles an hour, playing chicken with the federal government. He's getting ready to smash right into the federal treasury building. And we, the people, are tied to the bumper. Right. That's what's happening here. All of these government employees are going to get automatically enrolled in unemployment and get checked 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks before hardworking, taxpaying New Jerseyans. Right. I'm sick of him. Right. Right. And I'm sick of the whole system. There's only about 14... Uh, uh, 14 politicians that have stood up and said something. Sweeney being the one Democrat and 13 Republicans. And all of the rest of our legislators, where are they? Where are they? They're hiding. I know this is supposed to be about guns, gun for hire radio, but how could it be about guns if I'm closed for three months? Right. Right. I'm getting hit 24-7 people. When are you opening? What's the plan? Why don't you just open? Belmar Gym. They changed the locks on the door, shut their water off, and put an embargo against them. Yeah. Took their health license away. Right. I have a state retail firearms license. Yeah. Imagine what they do to you. As Knappen said, I will be down for a year or two if right. I ever open again. Right. right. 
You'll, you'll be tied up in court for ye- for a year, easy year, 18 months, just trying to get your rights restored. You know, and who knows how many hundreds of thousands of dollars and if you're ever going to be able to come back or not. Oh, my God. So, so you know, every day the press, they ask softball questions. Right. They don't ask any tough questions. So every Thursday, the labor commissioner is on to answer questions about unemployment. This Thursday's presser, he had another commitment and he wasn't there. What does that tell you? <laughs> this is the guy who's in charge of the unemployment FUBAR, right. okay? Yeah. And he took the day off on Thursday to not be at the presser to answer the hard questions. The only day of the week he has to be there and sit up at the dais where they all pat each other on the back and ass lathering session. I want to give a big shout out to this one. And I want to give, you know, this is Murphy shouting everybody out. When they asked him about the toll increases, did you know that our legislators had a vote, closed door vote because of COVID on Wednesday, <laughs> they raised turnpike tolls, 37% and parkway tolls, 27%. They're already outrageous. And when Murphy was asked about it at the press conference, you know what his response was, Sandy? What? It is what it is. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they've run amok. The, 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 the power's got, they're drunk with power. They, they realize that in a blue state, every, every single one of their constituents is just going to bow a knee and shame anyone else who doesn't wear a mask in public and run them out, beat them or do whatever they're going to do. That's the mentality of the blue state, low information, Democrat voter supporter that this guy has backing him up. And unfortunately, we're outnumbered. What do we do? Yep. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. That's a brilliant so, statement. So there's a couple of hundred businesses that are opening Monday, June 1st, all right, in defiance of Governor Murphy, hair salons, barbershops, nails, all kinds of businesses, right? And so Murphy says that anybody that opens is playing with fire. Right. Okay. Uh Churches and everything, they're all saying they're, they're going to start opening. So yeah. I'm going to see what happens. These are people that don't have the state firearms license or target well, he, on the back know, He consulted like me. with the Cardinal, what's his name, from uh, uh, Newark, you know, so uh, and he, he gave perfect permission to override the First Amendment. Correct. So I spoke at the uh, Open New Jersey Freedom March rally, um, Point Pleasant Memorial Day, Point Pleasant Beach, right? Yeah. I just missed you, by the way. Yes, you did. Uh, I was supposed to speak at 12, then they moved me to 3.30, and then at 2.30, they had an empty slot, or 2 o'clock, they pulled me up, and I spoke. So we had about 1,000 people there. Early in the morning, half the news crews uh, took video reel of 100 to 150 people and then packed their vans and their trucks up and pulled away. So then all the press reported that a few hundred people gathered in Point Pleasant. Yeah. They do this all the time. I've seen it at the gun rallies all the time. Right. We have a rally starts at 12. They come and film the crowd at 9, and then they leave. Yeah. Uh, and then when they interview anybody, if they come back to interview anybody, they do a tight shot so you can't see the people in the background. Right. It's all part of the fourth estate. The media sucks, right? Did we they know get that. the guy in the, uh, in the ridiculous uh, suit? Uh, yeah, of course they got the guy of in a ridiculous they suit. They right. always have to get that's the, the, the one fringe that people. Get, that's the one that they're going to... Okay. So now get. there's... I don't know, 20,000 businesses in New Jersey that are out and over a million people out of work. And we managed to muster a thousand people at the rally. Yeah. And that okay. was by the time I got there. It, I mean, what was there? I don't know. It was it, about 230, maybe 500. Yeah. When I left, if we that, must have just yeah. passed in the night. Yeah. So we don't have any plans. He's just, you know, just playing it by ear. And, of course, they criticize us for not wearing masks or we're not social distancing the media, whatever. F you to all of them, okay? Yeah. That's why they turn their comments off on NewJersey.com and stuff because they don't want, they don't want to see the truth because it's all about an agenda. So I'd like to take a moment. I'd like to read you my speech. Is that okay? Yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a rousing speech. I inspired a lot of people. I got hammered when I came off of the stage. People coming to me and saying, thank you for speaking for us, blah, blah, blah. Asking actually for gun for hire business cards and would you speak at my event, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right. So here's my speech. I am here today because it is now week 11 of our ruling class lockdown. 
11 weeks. We were told two weeks to flatten the curve and then two months to break its back. Now it's three months to flatten us, we the people. They are controlling us through fear, so we will obey. No plan, just empty promises. I own a gun range and training facility, and my place is much safer than a corporate welfare recipient big box store. <laughs> we have individual stalls and the best air handler system money can buy. Why are we still forced to close? Because the crown of New Jersey is anti-gun. New gun sales accounted for 3.7 million background checks since this pandemic started, and the people of New Jersey cannot practice and exercise their Second Amendment rights. I have been selling assets to keep my business from folding. When is the light at the end of the tunnel? If it was up to the governor, it will end in bankruptcy. He says we are all in this together as he posts pictures of him and his family ordering takeout sushi for dinner. We are not in this together. Where is my cake, my lord? Our founding fathers warned us about the growth and power of the political class. And here we are, three tiers. The first tier is the political class and the elites. The second tier is the criminals and the illegals. Look at the criminals released back into our streets while we remain locked up and arrested if we violate right. the Crown's unconstitutional, overreaching executive orders. Right. And finally, the third tier, we the people, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, we have no voice. We have no representation. And then I carried it to, we don't want handouts. We want to work. How have we let our elected public servants become the masters of our lives? It is no longer about safety, public health, and science. As responsible adults, we know now it's all about control. The longer we wait to reclaim our lives, the less lives we'll have to reclaim. Food banks are overrun. Suicide vo hotline volume is up 2,000%. Bankruptcies in New Jersey are up 600%. Over 1 million people are unemployment, and the unemployment server is overrun, but yet the government tells us to trust them. They can't even fix an unemployment service. I wrote, I said, we helped flatten the curve, and now they are flattening our lives in the economy. If poverty and government dependence was the long-term goal, then they have achieved it. I know the public masters think we're not smart enough to weigh risk over reward and make our own decisions, but we are. We're Americans. We will not be ruled. King George has now been replaced with King Philip. It's all backwards. George Orwell's books, 1984 and Animal Farm, are now sadly nonfiction, and we are living in it. Has any elected servant felt our pain? Has any elected servant missed a paycheck? No, and they're supposed to work for us. So I say to them, if you are not living our daily pain, shut up. Our businesses can open safely. We are not stupid. If a Walmart can open, so can we. I am so embarrassed that we are one of the original 13 colonies. What happened to us? Mm. Free stuff over freedom has a narcotic effect, and the majority in New Jersey are pretty damn high right now. And that was my speech. That's great. Thank you. It was probably the most energetic speech. I got a lot of applause, a lot, you know, it, it was good because I go out and do barn raising speeches. I don't go out there and just start reading off statistics and stuff like that. I, it's what's, it's what's emotional to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. <sighs> sorry. What, how much time do we have left? Got about four minutes. I, cause I always have to ask because we're, uh, we're talking. Let's go on a light note real quick. The quarantine crawl has been blowing up. And when the quarantine's over, I want to change the name of it, uh, obviously, because I want to continue to do businesses, you know, that are yeah, two-way supporter. Yeah. My, my first thought was the two-way crawl. But anybody has any idea, I'd like you to email anthony at gunforhire.com because I think <clears throat> we can do something a little better. I was just, you know, thinking the 2A crawl instead of the quarantine crawl. It is really, really blown up, and I'm going to talk about that more. Uh, excuse me. 
a, a little later when we get into it because I'm, I'm I'm so blown away about the support and every that everybody has been showing us. I might as well since we have a few minutes listen to these a uh, couple of things. So Daniel Ianuzo from Castellano Electric Motors bought a bronze membership. Scott Van Norman from Indian Hills, Colorado bought Gun for Hire swag. Max McLaughlin, Los Angeles, California bought a gift card. David Dempsey bought swag. Uh, M. Garcia, more ammo and swag. But here's the guy who wins the quarantine crawl. Mark Drapkin. You ready for this? He sends me an email uh, Sunday. Today's meals. Breakfast at Griddle This in Dumont. I crawled them. Dinner at Cinder Smoke Joint in Teaneck. I crawled them. And son's birthday cake from a little cake in Park Ridge. I crawled them. He went to three That's crawled great. businesses That's in one great. day, Sandy. That's fantastic. Okay. I'm going to have to crawl the weight loss center. <laughs> <laughs> uh Everybody has been getting back to me and telling me how much business they've gotten from the crawl. Great. I have about 10 more businesses to crawl. I'm going to do three after I'm done taping the show today. Uh, actually, I'm doing three in the afternoon and one at night. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really taken a life of its own. I just got an email from uh, Partwright in Bayville. I need to take a ride down to Bayville and do a crawl video. Down in South Jersey? Yeah, Bayville. Yeah. So I, I'm good with that. Uh, but anybody have an idea of what we should change it from the quarantine crawl to the two way crawl to I don't know it's got to be something catchy. Uh, by the way, all the, all the businesses I crawled, I buy the centerfold at the ANJRPC uh, state NRA newsletter every month, and it's like twenty twenty five hundred bucks, yeah. and we print out fifty thousand copies. The entire centerfold is every business I've crawled. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. Every business I've crawled so far to date. Now, they went to press a few days ago, and I'm continuing to crawl businesses, so some of you aren't going to be on there. Uh, I apologize for that. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I am I got. I said, you know what? What are we going to do? Run a full-page ad advertising classes that we can't offer right, right now? Yeah, yeah. So or, I'm like, you know what? Or come I'll look just... at the front of our building. Correct. So, and Matt is making up a map for inside the range that's going to list all the businesses. And anybody wants to see all the crawl businesses, it's gunforhire.com forward slash crawl. That's perfect. Just just go on and, and look at it and support those who support you. And we will be right back. No, we won't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The time's not up yet. We have to call the governor to find out if we can. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Stay inside, stay inside, stay inside. Hi. 
Okay, let's not forget a couple of things. Support those who support you. Uh, the Cheeseman case, restore, carry, dash, NJ, GoFundMe page. We have NJ2AS, CNJFO, the NRA, and the ANJRPC. Don't forget about them. If you go to Marty's V-Burger in the city, which I'm going to be crawling this Saturday, Sandy. Nice. Tracy has to work in the city Saturday. She has an appointment. We're going to go in. I'm going to hang out at her place, the Tribeca rooftop. While she's are at are her they opening up again? Did they get well, the... Marty's open. Oh, Tribeca? Tribeca, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, they, they don't know. They're just like us. They're uh, in limbo. They have a, 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 a stupid governor, too. Yeah, well, so and a all the states mayor. with idiot governors, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, all well, blue so, states. Interestingly enough, correct. So mention Marty. Uh, go to Marty's V Burger uh, and mention Gun for Hire, Gun for Hire Radio, and get a discount. But I'm going to go and do a video crawl with uh, Marty, the vegan pilot. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, don't forget the quarantine crawl is on uh, YouTube and everything. Do not forget the Shooters Gauntlet out in Monroe Town, PA. Uh, shootersgauntlet.com. Bob Ramo is the man. Still, now he's looking for a SpaceX rocket hull. Okay, so when Elon Musk's rocket goes off, the, right. the, the 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 fuselage that goes in the ocean, he, he if that. someone can go and salvage it, Bobby will buy it to yeah. put out onto. Yeah, yeah. If it's under, uh, you know, if it's under a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's got, and and you got to deliver it. And you got to deliver it. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so the Supreme Court kicked the can down the road again. Uh, they keep doing that, don't they? This is week four now. Ten Supreme Court cases, and it's week four. Yeah. Uh, you heard me, right? It's nobody's nobody's doing their jobs. Nobody's doing their jobs. Week four. Yeah. So I want to read some letters before I get into the news because I got some good ones. Uh, so Jeff Wendell has a new term for me. It's called the Me Too Mask Nation. It refers to people who want to have a mask to feel included. <laughs> it's mob mentality. Nothing more than a lamb following other lambs to the slaughter. I like it. The Me Too Mask Nation. Jeff, you win the internet today with that. That's okay. Uh, this is another one from Mel from the Midwest who always writes great letters. All right. Uh, love your radio show. Keep up the good work. Looking at all the things that mostly left-leaning governors are doing is painful. I'm lucky enough to have won the lottery. I was born in America, also lucky enough to have moved from a left-leaning state to a free state many years ago. I am personally not troubled much by local government doing stupid things. However, other states are not as free. They voted the wrong way. I believe I heard on Blunt Force Truth a week ago or so that all these impingements are a soft rehearsal for more tyranny coming later you just get accustomed to being control and mm -hmm. less likely to push back later mel you're 100 spot on absolutely and so he's got another concept too this provokes in my mind the concept of grooming which is the process that is usually a sexual predator is getting ready to be taken to take advantage of someone this is what governments are doing very bad this is just a, just a suggestion to bring it up on the show it's true we're being groomed yeah we well, are, Mel. You hit it right on the now, right on the head. Absolutely, it's it's part of what the government does. The government uses fear in order to control its populace. Always has always done that. And and th there's an army. What very few people know is there is an army. It started under Barack Obama, an army of social psychologists who work directly for the administration for this specific purpose. I'm not saying that they're working for Trump, but they're working for the real hidden administration uh, to be able to control people. This, folks, has never, ever been done in the history of mankind. It is a, it's a public health wet dream uh, to be able to shut down at the whim of a bureaucrat an entire economic system worldwide. It's not just the United States. Watch what they did across the world. The only country that did not do that and came out really good is the one that started it all. Who, by the way, has what uh, count them that they say over 2,000 uh, deadly viruses in their catalog from the Wuhan lab and just declared a cold war with the United States. So guess what? Hmm. Hmm. And, and we funded it. Uh, thank you very much. We funded it to the tune of millions of dollars a year. Mm. 
Uh, listen, so while you're on that, there's some good uh, articles. Uh, first of all, this was a good one. You know, Paul Molshine uh, is very critical of Governor Murphy all the time. The title of his opinion piece, The Coronavirus Crisis, Power Went to Phil Murphy's Head But Not His Brain. <laughs> Molshine. <laughs> OK, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So goes the quote from Lord Action. All right. So <clears throat> Murphy has just been signing executive orders like rubber stamping them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and he's right. saying we can't enter a new normal until there's a vaccine. This new normal shit. The curve has been flattened. Hospitals are emptied. So I could go to Walmart and buy jewelry. I can go to Target and buy a T-shirt, but I can't go to a jewelry store and I can't go to a clothing store and, and buy a shirt because these big box stores have a little grocery store. Instead of roping everything off and just having essential stuff for sale, they're allowed to sell everything. Again, look at who owns the store, the person more likely to vote for Trump. Is this a, is this some sort of a plan or did they just stumble onto this? Oh, it was a plan. So uh, Mike Testa in his speech uh, down at uh, Point Pleasant said that uh, I have businesses on the boardwalk that sell sunglasses and suntan lotion. They're forced to close. So the people walk down to the corner to Walgreens or Walmart or Target and buy the sunglasses and suntan lotion and then go on the beach. Right. Okay, so, but we're still allowed to, they're allowed to be open and we're allowed to die, okay? So Moshine wrote a very good article. He made me laugh my ass off. Uh, but another one we have is, uh, th this was in the Wall Street Journal, and it was called The Blue State Lockdown Blues. <laughs> the slow reopening in liberal states will hurt the national recovery for years. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All, and they mentioned Phil Murphy have allowed curbside retail, but you can't go into a store. Allow big box stores to open, but not small box stores. And they're talking about how tax payments are down, mortgage payments are down, bankruptcies are up, et cetera, et cetera. Right now, Murphy's predicting we have a $10 billion shortfall in the state budget already. Yet he continues to keep the economy locked down. Yeah, because he wants the bailout from the federal government. $30 billion. Yeah. $30 billion. And uh, all you people in free states, you're going to be paying for it. Oh, yeah. You'll be bailing our asses out. So don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. It's like, a, it's like a cancer killing the host. Don't laugh. Okay, I'm telling you right now. Uh, so our buddy John Petrolino wrote an article for the Shore News Network. And... Uh, he wrote, COVID-19 database facts are false. My friend, a miracle, or walking dead man. All right? And they, they taught, he, he has a great article. I think you should, everybody should read it. Go to short <coughs> – excuse me. I have a cough button here, but I don't know where it is. Oh, there it is. Uh, I just learned that. By the way, for you people listening, Sandy and I are uh, 70 miles from each other doing this show. That's right. Uh, so That's social distancing on steroids, baby. Oh, yeah. People are getting beat up for not wearing masks, yes, by the way. Uh, it's so become, John, look, it's become some sort of fashion uh, statement now. They're selling $1,500 masks in L.A. and New York City, designer masks. <laughs> okay. Oh, please, friggin idiots. please check out Shore News Network and its COVID-19 database facts or false. My friend, a miracle or walking dead. Uh, John can write, and uh, he's very poignant in here talking about uh, Murphy statements. One of them is uh, about uh, this will give us our best representation as what is happening with our long-term facilities in comparison to the statewide number that we report. Because right now he's under the gun because families of the dead from the nursing mm. homes are demanding answers. They're not going to get them. He's going to do the same thing that Mario Cuomo did and point the blame to somebody At else. Trump. Yes. It was Trump. Of course it was. Trump did it. Ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Trump did it. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to the show early Sunday morning, it's May 31st. This is the last day of our sale. 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock. This is it. 
You can come down. You can pay cash or credit card, or you can order online. We still have 9mm ammo. We have 223 ammo and tons of swag left for sale. Those are the only two ammos we have left over. You can come in today only. I'm not doing it again uh, because I'm hoping I'll be open within a week or two. So we're and preparing the for the reopening. Yes. So 531 today. I will be there all day, 11 to 2. I'll be outside smoking cigars, hanging out, bullshitting or whatever. <laughs> Anybody wants to come down, please, please, please come down. Uh and show your support. I could use a little more shot in the arm. Like I said, I've been selling assets to stay alive. And hopefully I can get approved eventually. Also, please go to KnifeRights.org. Their Ultimate Steel 2020 um, fundraiser for a minimum of $20 and work your way up. You, you can't believe the awesome, awesome, awesome knives uh, that you will see. Hopefully we will have an update next week with the U.S. Supreme Court, with the 10 Second Amendment cases that we're so impatiently waiting for. Uh, and also, we should have updates on what businesses are open and the, the businesses that are open up in defiance of the crown. Mm. I was thinking, Sandy, about maybe going to buy some produce and selling produce in the back of the range and Ooh, sell produce. What a great idea. And, and, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, why not? Right? I should be allowed to open, right? Sure. I'm just going to sell turnips. <laughs> okay, I'm only going to sell turnips. Why turnips? Because they last like forever, don't they? I guess so. Yeah, so I'm just going to buy a Because nobody a buys them. Correct. But here's the deal. While you're buying your turnip, you can shoot your gun. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of right? like uh, Disney. You know, they keep you busy while you're Correct. waiting. Correct. Well, if, if I could go to Walmart and buy a turnip and then go buy patio furniture, right? but I can't go to a patio furniture store to buy patio furniture, shouldn't that be a loophole? Absolutely. You should have heard Schmutterbach so. and Knappen when I ran that one past him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved a bit of fly on the wall at that point. They would have did. did oh man, did did Bach have a a, a hemorrhage? Did blood? Yeah, come out of I his wanted eye? to do. I wanted to do an air campaign. Turn up for a turnip. Oh, that's great. No, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, there was four of us, me and the three lawyers, and I was outvoted three to one <laughs> I on wonder that why. one. Yeah. Usually, you are most of your ideas. Yeah, most, most of my ideas. But you, yeah. you know, you you broke the cardinal rule. You ran it past the lawyer first. I told you, Scott Bach always tells me that it's a lawyer's job to keep me out of trouble, and I always tell him it's a lawyer's job to get me out of trouble. Right, that's right. You can get into trouble on your own. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so turn up to turn up. Uh, I was going to do that, and uh, but uh, obviously that didn't pan out. But no, you know, you uh... can see the people getting restless when you go outside now, right? You see oh, yeah. more and more people outside you see more and more stores social distancing being violated the people this is this is this is enough yeah okay this you, is you enough can, you can just see it i mean it's just it's interesting too because i, I live pretty rural in a pretty rural rural area <clears throat> and you can it's an area where you can notice a change in traffic um and the past i can't say the past week uh the traffic is back to normal compared to what it was, you know? So people are just, I don't know where the hell they're going because I don't think they're going to work, but uh, the traffic is normal. I think people are just getting a little antsy and they're just getting the hell out. A little antsy? Yeah, I think so. A little antsy. <laughs> it's enough already. I know. It's enough. I was, Everybody I talked to was like, you know, I was talking to Paul from the gun store next door and he's like, you know, I go home after work, I take a shower, me and my wife, we sit there, we got no place to go, not, we go for a walk, we do it. It's crazy now. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. We are being groomed. Yeah. He hit it right on the head. Absolutely. We are being groomed. This is three months now. This is ludicrous. But you the know, numbers do not justify this. It's going to get it's it's not gonna get any better because we are behaving the way they want us to behave. It's it's an experiment and it's gone their way. They they they're gobsmacked that this thing has worked. Yes. And, and they're gonna you know, and they're going to continue on with it even more. How much time do we have? Uh, about three minutes. So I want to just talk real quick about the tragic murder of George Floyd. Oh, that was brutal. All right. So I want to, uh, you're a doctor, but you're not a, a psych, but there's got it. There's a phenomenon for you youngsters out there in 1997. 
A bunch of NYPD cops arrested this guy named Abner Luima, a Haitian immigrant. And all the cops got together, led by this one cop, Justin Volpe, and they abused this guy. Burnt him, cut him. They sodomized him with yeah. a mop in the bathroom yeah. and everything. And so now what happened with this George Floyd was obviously a murder. And I saw all the videos before, during, and after. He never resisted. But so you have this one cop with his knee on the guy's neck for eight minutes. And you have the other three cops that no one yeah. snaps out of it. Like yeah. the same thing happened with the Justin Volpe thing. What is it, Sandy? Is there like a mob mentality? Is it follow the leader? Like why doesn't one person go, guys, I, I think we're taking this too far. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's You know, you'll see it happen a lot, which is what – Again, which is what they count on. Nobody wants to be the only one, right? So uh, everybody falls in line. And if that one person happens to be a superior person uh, or – and it doesn't even have to be in rank. It just has to be somebody who leads the way. And then everybody just remains silent and and sits there and watches. It was brutal. I, I, I couldn't even watch it. So Paul tells me, who's a retired cop from Passaic County for 25, 28 years, he said that they're taught in the academy and every year when they go for the use of force refreshers, if they pull up on a scene and a cop is using excessive force against someone who's already been detained, handcuffed or whatever, it's their number one job to stop that. Yeah. They have to, you have to intervene, even if you have to mess the cop up a little bit. You know, sometimes what happens is like Rodney King, I'm not advocating it, but when you chase somebody for 20 miles and you're all pent up with rage, when you finally catch him, you go off the handle. When I watched this whole George Floyd thing, this guy, they cuffed him on yeah, the sidewalk, walked him across the street to the car. Right. He wasn't resisting. He wasn't no. fighting. Maybe he said stuff to the cops that we didn't catch on the camera. It's okay. No you know, I don't know, but it's, it's not enough to sit with your knee on his neck right. and let him die and three other cops witnessing it. Right. This cop should hang by the gallows and the other three should spend the rest of their lives in prison. Absolutely. Thinking about Absolutely. their actions for yeah. not intervening. For murdering a person who now they say he passed counterfeit money, right? Now I, I don't care what he did. Well, well here's the thing. I, I we have to ask Jules because Jules knows this stuff. <laughs> Treasury. I, yes, I don't believe it is a crime to pass counterfeit money. To make it, to print it, yes, but to pass it, how do you what if you don't know? What if you get a you get a yeah. a, a fake fifty dollar bill from somebody? I wouldn't know a fake fifty dollar bill from a real one. And and I pass it to somebody else. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm going to jail in handcuffs, or in this case, uh, killed because of it. Now, now looting is not the answer. No. Okay, no. looting and rioting is not the answer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Well, when you I gotta wait back, for the curveball. No, but let's we're gonna go back to looting when I come back. Absolutely. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. 
They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family. So the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. So looting is not the answer, but listen to me. The people are frustrated. This was caught on video. It causes a flashpoint. But here's my curveball. How much of this looting can we attribute to the people being locked down for two and a half months? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not that I'm saying that justifies it, but let's say 70% of those people out on the streets might not have been out on the streets if they were allowed to have a normal life the past couple of months. Right. And again, now, you've got mob mentality that takes place. And number two, you've got liquor stores that are open. So people are home, they're bored, they're drinking too much, they're getting paid to stay home if they're getting the the checks, which I still don't know anybody who's gotten theirs yet. The, uh, no, do you know anybody do who's gotten? No, no. no. Uh, so it's ridiculous. <clears throat> and and then you and then a powder keg sets them off, and then mob mentality takes over. And I, I saw videos of that people just <laughs> wandering out with the shit they were carrying. Though I saw I had one one hero, one hero. Really? Well, I saw a guy running out of the Target with the female mannequin. That's exactly what I would have went for. The f- are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I go home, Mom, ain't she purdy? <laughs> I mean, like, really? You stole a female mannequin. Okay. Hey, look. Now, if you're not a dressmaker or you don't own a clothing store, what the hell are you thinking? At least it wasn't a Bill Clinton uh, commemorative series child mannequin. So. <laughs> So, but think about this, Sandy. Let's say 10,000 people went flooded streets to riot. I guarantee you 3,000 would have done it. The other 7,000 are because they've been locked up for two months. Yeah. Plus, it's something to do. (laughs) Yes. And they're poor. You know, a lot of the people are poor, lower income. Right. So if I could grab a TV or something, listen, I understand. I grew up in Newark, inner city. I was young during the riots, but I remember the burnt out storefronts. Okay, I was seven years old. I that, remember I, seeing it. I don't it. get that. I, I, I don't understand destroying the neighborhood, burning down. They burnt down low-income housing that, okay. was, suppo- that was being built. So in. here's where we disagree. You were young once. Did you ever not break something that was yours out of rage, punch a wall, or break something or throw something that was yours? Tell the truth. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I did. Well, you know, okay. Like, Afterwards, like you, you we were we it. were poor. So. Yeah, but like I, well, I lost my temper once, and I punched the uh, the directional stalk. Oh, sixty six punching. That's a different story. Yeah. But oh. I broke the directional stalk off, and it cost me back then like thirty dollars oh, to no. fix. Ooh. But it was my own property. I destroyed. Yeah, because you get into this fit of rage. You know, yeah. and these people are frustrated. And see, now that I'm going to be racist because I said these people, the citizens are upset. And it wasn't just black people out there rioting. No, it's no, no. Now, the problem you have is you're going to see the same thing that happened in Newark is many of these businesses. There's 170 businesses they destroyed. They'll never come so back. far. They're not coming back. No. The majority aren't coming no. back. Would you? And would no. You, would and you now reopen just, a business? And they showed a black man in the street yelling at the protesters yesterday morning because they destroyed his business. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't beat him up. 
you know, they but they destroyed his business, and, and you know, uh, yeah, and he was on a tirade, and I feel for him. You know, he probably worked yeah. all his life. Oh, he looked like course. he was 65, 70 years old. What is he and doing? He's going to be able to rebuild? No. No. Where's he, and where's he going to get the money for it? Right. You know? But but I'm telling you, the lockdown had a lot to do with this. Make this flashpoint go off a lot faster. Uh, this guy was murdered, and every cop I've seen post on all my social media and everything I've seen, they all they're all in full agreement. After watching the video, they're all disgusted by this masochist action. Because with it, this. it it looks it, it it reflects on every law enforcement officer. Correct, and and, and that's not right because it's not like that. And a couple of bad cops, but you know, I heard a discussion from a, you know, I have friends who are state troopers, and one of them was saying that look, every department has the bad apples in it, and unfortunately, so many of the good people don't say a, th- a word. They know who the actors are, and they they just turn a blind eye to it. And I don't know whether that's true or not. I, I so this this cop this murdering cop was so badass and so scary that the other three and and, uh, here another stereotype one of the cops was asian tend to be smarter and not as aggressive asian people so that's not a racist thing i'm saying that's a factual thing even that one no one could shake this guy loose no No. he turned he turned his back to what was going on and and instead went after the people who were begging the cops to do something, including the one woman who was saying that, I don't know, she worked as an EMT or something like that. And she was saying the guy's unresponsive. I, I, I mean, to it, it was tantamount to a snuff film for Christ's sakes. It was, it was horrible. The other three cops were just standing there yes. alongside the car. Yeah. The whole, Listen, eight minutes is a long time. And even when the, even when EMS showed up, he had his knee on the guy's neck and wouldn't let the guy from EMS came. And the guy from EMS went to take a, a carotid pulse. He had to realize there was no pulse there. Even the guy from EMS didn't push the cop off of him. I mean, like, how does this, how does this happen? I don't know. How do you get to this point? I don't understand. And it. you notice, I, I, you know, this ha- seems to happen in blue cities. And, Good point. You know, for fifty years they've been under Democrat control, and they've been promising the citizens of the of their uh, of their communities this won't happen. We're going to protect you from this, and it seems to happen in blue cities. I, I haven't ever seen it happen in a red city. Not that there are many red cities. The cops were on on Thursday night were ordered to stand down. They pulled all the cops, police, while they EMTs burned out. the precinct down. They got into the precinct and burned it down. Yes. Stole evidence, burned and and again, they were ordered to stand down by that panty ass little mayor who, who needs a haircut. Yeah, twelve years old. You know, he definitely needs. <laughs> Definitely needs a haircut. Absolutely, but yeah, I, I'm. I, I feel for the family of that guy who was murdered, and I hope justice is served swiftly. Uh, oh, it's just I, it's I really heartbreaking do. because I really do. I, I mean, what's you, justice? What the hell does justice do for anything at that? And you, point? you know what that 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 scum and the other three do for law enforcement's reputation? Oh, like it's tarnished another notch of tarnish that will be brought up and used. Again and again and again and again, and it's spilling over to other cities. Look at what happened in Ohio right after. You know, I I had a I went to a Memorial Day barbecue and there was more than twenty five people. We violated social distancing <laughs> allowed by the Crown, so a big fu to Governor Free stuff. So I took a poll. There was people there from the left, right, center, libertarians like me. I said, okay, what do you think? What percentage of racism still exists in this country? The lowest answer was 5% by me. A 13-year-old kid, Dylan, very smart, 10%. And all the way up to 35% is what I what I heard. I cued in all the people. I, I queried them all. Because, you know, it's the same thing when they bring up white supremacists and stuff. I've been in the gun industry and shooting sports for almost 30 years now. Mm. And I haven't met a white supremacist yeah, yet. Nor I. I was just going to say that. Right. I how many met- events have we been to together? I, I, I've never, I, I've yet right. to meet one yet. Yeah. I mean, I guess they they, they roll in different circles, I and guess. you know, like they just they just I just never you know ran into one. But you know, as far as like I'm concerned with 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 racism and stuff, this is my philosophy. 
after five seconds of meeting you, I know whether you're an asshole or not. And it didn't have anything to do with your race, creed, color, religion, sexual persuasion or anything. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I don't say I don't like that black guy. I don't like that Spanish guy. I don't like that white guy. I don't like that guy. Yeah. Well, it's usually it, it, I don't like that asshole. Well, yeah, I was keeping it clean. But, <laughs> but so my feeling is, I guess, maybe growing up Newark, racially diverse. But of course, I've seen racist stuff and I've seen people. Now, you don't want to confuse racism with stereotype jokes because I make stereotypical jokes about Italians and Greeks and Irish and Jewish and, and black all my life. You know, I, I laugh at those jokes like cause Richard Pryor groomed me for that. Right. Uh, and George Carlin, but I don't want to confuse that. I think of it as racism where I'm interviewing three people and I don't hire the Spanish person uh, right. because they're not Caucasian. Right. To me, that's, right. you know, that's underlying racism. It might not be overt racism. Now me, I just, I'll, I'll hire whoever's best for the job. I could give a shit. Or, again, or flip it the other way. And I've sat on boards of directors where there was a person there only be, who never showed up for a meeting and was there only because they were uh, represented some sort of a minority group. Yeah, I don't play that. That's just bullshit. And yeah, these I people, don't. they never showed up. In fact, for years on one particular board that I'm thinking of, I went to regular board meetings, never met this person <laughs> ever. And yet they kept them on and, and, and they, and on the QT, they would say, well, you know, we, we have this person on because of such and such. Well, but so it was interesting. The two young kids were both 10% at the barbecue and uh, one older gentleman was 35%. And, uh, you know, I was at 5%. I don't know, maybe because uh, I live in a different world, maybe because I own a retail business that's very yeah. busy yeah. and I get, and growing up in Newark and I've dated people of color and, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe I just have a different take. Maybe I see the world through rose colored glasses. What would you say, Sandy? What percentage would I, I don't you know. While you're say? talking about that, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that the whole time. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. No? No. I don't know what, um, I, I, I would say it was very low again, like you. I mean, I, we grew up, differently we grew up with people from every shade every background and we were all just very close friends brothers like and i don't i wasn't raised in a household that saw the difference uh, so i don't see it he my father hated everybody <laughs> <laughs> My father, my father would just be just as quick to call one of his own kind an asshole or anybody else. So you just had to make sure you understood that because if he said something about a Spanish guy or African, American, it wasn't it wasn't because of that. It was because he was an asshole. You know, uh, yeah, he was quick to every. You know, my father owned a small trucking company when I was a kid. Yeah. Very small, not too successful and his partner eddie was a black dude they were 50 50 partners you yeah. know and this is like 1973 or 74 so you know and, but i've heard my father say off-color stuff but he says it about everybody you know yeah so and if he would be partners and split money and profits with an african-american guy it'd be hard to say that he was a racist so i think sometimes too racism is misconstrued yeah or you know? or seen by somebody who is truly you know has but you know that the thief uh, sees a thief uh in every circumstance and i don't know how much good of that point. Uh, good point good point really really good point like i see gary interviewing employees yeah. every size shape and color and afterwards i'm like how'd he or how'd she do you know yeah and i'm like oh, don't hire him he has tattoos <laughs> You know, don't hire her to have ring gauges. Now, years ago, if I was in the food industry, I'd probably discriminate. I wouldn't hire people like that, right. you know, all tatted up. But today, it's the norm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's what I think a problem, too, is that, you know, these uh, the way people look, they're judged. And then if that person looks different and if they happen to be in a minority class, then it becomes a race thing. But maybe it's like, dude, you know, we have a five-star restaurant and you have forehead tattoo. 
Yeah, right. I didn't not hire you because you're gay. It was I the didn't MS-13 hire you because you're, you, you have a yeah, you have a <laughs> tattoo on your forehead that says F you. Yeah, right. You know, and we get eighty five dollars for a shrimp cocktail here. Right. You think you could Sorry. cover that up with something? Yeah, or? Shake Shack is hiring, you know, or Starbucks or something. Yeah. But yeah, so I think so everybody think long and hard and send the emails to info at gunforhire.com and our Anthony at gunforhire.com and let me know what your thoughts are. What percentage of racism do you think still exists? And since the summer's coming, ask your neighbors and friends at a barbecue how they feel. Yeah, shout at them. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know. You know, I would love to know what people feel about that. I again to think that racism doesn't exist, I think would be ignorant because yeah. there are certain people that are just there. And I'm talking about blacks racist against whites and I'm not talking about just minority class. I'm talking about everybody somebody hates somebody for a certain reason, certain race, you know? Right. It goes both ways. I'm not just pointing one way. So I would love to know what your thoughts are. But again, I'm sticking with my five percent. I don't I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I like my five percent. So uh how much time we have left? Got about three minutes. So listen everybody, I can't thank all of you enough for being there for us. Uh this is our final sale today, and we're hoping to be go open up in a few weeks. Anybody who's a member, your membership will be extended during this quarantine crawl because we're not close two weeks. It's approaching three months, so you don't have to ask about that. We're going to go in the system and extend it. I appreciate everybody for all of their support. We will probably, when we're, the Crown allows us to open, it, we will probably open the first week to members only. We will see how that goes, and then we will decide when to open it up to members only and people with their own guns, whether it's three days later or a week later. All right. You can also buy a membership if you want to be in the first round. And I'm not saying that to make sales, but I'm using it as an argument with the crown to yeah, open right. that it's going to be members only. Right. It's a club because okay. it, it was, you know, it set precedent with the outdoor ranges too, because they were clubs. Correct. So please, if you were thinking about getting a membership, you might want to do it now because I don't know how long we're going to keep it open just for members. Like I said, if we open it up for members only and after three or four days, we're slow then we're going to announce non-members with their own guns are allowed to come in and shoot i don't have a crystal ball so i can't give you a committed date a i don't know when we're opening b i don't know when we're going to switch it from just members to people with their own guns and so you then, don't know how long they're going to let you open correct and then the third stage obviously will be open and allow renters and everybody to come in people without their their own guns in obviously the the day we're allowed to open again i'm going to powwow with my team and we're going to come out with all new class dates and florida non-resident dates and our urban classes and all of our use of core stuff knife and pen classes handcuff baton and maze everything is going to open up again because i'm getting messages every day from people when are you going to start this class when? i have no idea man i can't sit down and make a schedule <laughs> with my people right, right. and then he pushes it out another week sure. i'm not going to keep reinventing yeah. the wheel and who knows whether you're going to be allowed to have classes, uh, you know, at all with groups for quite a while. Correct. Because the governor has said in at least five press conferences, he has a problem with sedentary businesses and businesses without ventilation. OK, just coming in and shoot. We have the best ventilation in the world and it's not sedentary. So you're OK. Right. So classes might be another month. I don't know. Yep. But I want to thank you all for all of your support. Support those who support you. Tip of the spear here. I will give you an update on the Randolph Tennis Center speech that I did next week. And check out Gun for Hire forward slash crawl. See you this afternoon at the range. Come and buy some stuff. I need to pay the bills. Especially 9mm and 223. Correct. Love y'all. Well, it looks like you've done it again. Even though you got nothing else to do, you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a County Think Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. A special thanks to musicians John Pumper and Brett McCullough for this week's Quarantunes. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona. I need toilet paper, toilet paper. Well, that sounds fun. Why am I out here risking my 
Live Corona, where's a goddamn parking space? Shit, I touched my face. Wait, I think I finally caught my Corona. Stop it, don't be manic. Go inside. No organic? Oh no, all GMO. Jesus Christ, now I panic. I'll die. My, 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 my Corona. Week.